Non-League Wanderers is a Mainstand Musings original podcast. Enjoy! Welcome to the Non-League Wanderers! Hey. It's been a while, so thanks for joining us. Hendo. Here we are, in the best of the barn. Best of the barn, village barn. We're in the barn, aren't we? are in the barn, the actual barn. Because um, that's where they practice. That's barn. Yeah. And we came a long time ago, straight, actually straight after the Avro game. Yeah, it's, we got, that's where the storm drifted us to. Yeah. Uh, and we were lucky enough to end up in Bess's. Yeah. That's a nice place to stay. But uh, didn't think we'd be here this long. <laughs> no, we've been here a long time. But fortunately, the proximity to other non-league football clubs has... Uh, other? <laughs> Bess's does actually have one, does it? It's not just fictional. <laughs> it's not fictional. It's not fictional. So we've, uh, we, we've, we've been able to get out the barn today. Yeah, but where's the music coming from? Yeah, but we're back in the barn. Oh, now. we're back in. Oh, come back. We love it, love it so much. Yeah, we're, we've, we've come, come back, back to the barn, the barn but to okay, record yeah. the podcast. Yeah, but yes, we've been. Your um, trumpet solo's coming up. So oh yeah, sure just, yeah, well, yeah. So where have we been? So we've been to Radcliffe, haven't we? Yes, Radcliffe FC Borough, but not. Yeah, so they've changed the name from Radcliffe Borough to Radcliffe FC, but they are called the Borough. Yeah, and it says the Borough on the badge, and they were playing Ramsbottom. Uh, United yes. in the playoff yeah. for the Northern Premier League Division 1 West. Correct. And where would they get promoted to? If they well, if they won this playoff, then there's lots of permutations. Yeah, so many well we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> there's, there's much point going into that in this intro. No. Um they would be promoted into the Northern Premier League Premier Division. Yeah. But because there's so many feeder leagues to the Northern Premier League and the Southern Premier League, etc., only some of the playoff winners can get promoted. Yeah. And it is based on, we believe, how many points you accumulate in the Yeah, we think so. Uh, yeah. So, Radcliffe finished second in the league. Ramsbottom finished fifth. Therefore, Radcliffe are more likely. I would say one of them won the playoff overall. Yeah. Radcliffe are more likely to actually get promoted. Yes. It's all very confusing. Yeah. But we'll go into that uh, during the match report. Um, what else do we need to tell people? Uh, <laughs> what else do we need to tell to, to follow us? Yeah. On Twitter. That's at NL Wanderers. Yeah. We want to tell people to go to mainstandmusings.wordpress.com Which now has a YouTube channel. It does have a YouTube channel. Um, the you can see... Bo- Bossman Dan Hagarth has... A grand total of two uh, hard athletic goals. <laughs> if, you, if you want to watch them. What happened with the other one? Uh, I recorded the floor by accident. <laughs> um, Good stuff. Yeah, so go check out the YouTube channel. Check out... The website there's a there's a little bit more content, like new content on there since we've last been about. Yeah. So do that. Kill Stitcher. Kill Stitcher. Don't forget to do that. Yeah, always Kill Stitcher. Kill Stitcher. Um, we are officially off the gardening podcast. Save now. Podbean and Buzzsprout. <laughs> save them. Yeah. Please save ourselves. Hashtag save non-languages. Um, if you could start the campaign, someone needs to start it, and then we'll join it to save yeah. the non-languages on the gardening podcasts. 
Um, might get Monty Dunn involved. <laughs> he's crooked, isn't he? He's, he's, a, he's a crook. Gotcha. He's all Monty. Um, that's about it. That's I think. about it. So just a quick run through from what we're going to talk yeah, about today. So obviously we're going to talk about the Radcliffe match. Then we're going to talk about, we're going to have a, who am I? A bit of fact mayhem again. Non-league news. I've, I've, an old boy I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm sure it will uh, will reveal the who am I? Yeah. At the end of the show. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Oh, some best is in there as well. Yeah. Women. yeah. <laughs> if they've sent the tape in. If, if, of course, if they've, if they've sent the tape in. So uh, I'm sure you'll be keen to know where they're up to. So, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so are we. Let's get on with it. Woo! Ticket prices getting you down. Premium on the players making you frown. Whether it's Dan at Saturn United or watching Geertet, you'll be delighted. Join us, follow our lead. Join us and follow non-league. Over to you, Mr. Alex Henley, for the Who Am I today? Okay, so for those of those, those of those of those that don't listen, uh, the Who Am I is a player who has been in the big time and is now well probably not now because the season's finished but was playing his trade in the uh, non-leagues um, so I'll give you a few clues including a fun fact and you and you at home have to guess who it is okay so first clue I was born on the 31st of January 1986 in Mamfa Cameroon right Mamfei? Mamf? I'm not familiar with that neck of the woods. I'm going to say Mamf. French probably, isn't it? <laughs> but it's not a very French-looking word, is it? Oh, I don't know. Mamf. <laughs> I'm not it. No, I suppose not. Anyway, I have no international appearances, but I was called up to the Car- Cameroon squad multiple times in 2010 and 2011. So what does that tell you about me? Goalkeeper. We'll see. I began my career at Dulwich Hamlet before making my professional debut with Colchester in 2004. I am best known, hazarding a guess here, for my spell playing in the Premier League under Mick McCarthy, making 58 appearances across three seasons, scoring two goals. Well, I very much doubt it's a goalkeeper then. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I first dropped into the National League with Braintree Town in 2016 before spending a season at Leighton Orient. This season, I made 10 appearances for Aldershot Town. Mm. And your fun fact is, in December, I hosted a Q&A session with Chris Iwalumo and Matt Jarvis. Where I said I wanted to go back to Molyneux and kick some ass. Right. I know who it is. So, there's your clues. Yeah. People at home, and you, James, you think you've got it in there. People at home, you know, mull it over. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Uh, You have the length of this podcast to work that out. Yes, I do. 
Is it your thirty-second Fun Fury facts? It is, yeah. The return of the return, the, yeah, uh, the, the trilogy. I've forgotten how this works. Am I supposed to mark this? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, you are. I'll, I'll get my um, my notepad ready. Okay. So, oh, I'll, I'll need to time it as well, won't I? Yeah. Thirty seconds. Right. Are we cutting this bit out or is it staying in? Is it staying? I don't think it matters by this point. Right. 30 seconds. Yeah. To give us as many facts about the club or the place or people from the place or whatever. Yeah. Radcliffe. Is yeah. that correct? Correct. Okay. Your time starts now. Radcliffe Borough reached the first round of the FA Cup for the first time in 2000. Sir Garfield Sobers, cricket's greatest all-rounder, played for Radcliffe Cricket Club in the Central Lancashire League from 1958 to 1962. Sobers went to Radcliffe after recommendation by mentor Sir Frank Worrell, who has a street named after him nearby. The recently redeveloped Radcliffe indoor market is open Tuesday, Friday, Saturday and half-day Thursdays. <laughs> the name Radcliffe refers to the Red Cliff on the bank of the Euro. The first human settlement in the area dates back to 6,000 BCE were formed in the Old Tower Inn by Jack Pitford and a committee of 17 in 1949 joined yeah. the East Lancashire League we're going to have to stop you there I actually gave you 38 seconds but I wanted to hear that last one I liked did you I wasn't keeping count because we've had trouble in the past of me keeping count um, that has had to go to the dubious goals panel and yeah. they've, not ju- they've not yet got back to us so don't know about that <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I didn't bother counting but I really liked the uh, the first human settlement one Yeah. and I liked the Red Cliff well, I had a few uh, more history ones to come red, up as the well. The Red Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, should we completely do away with the uh, format of this part and you just give us the um, you, give, give us the facts you hadn't given us um, anyway? Well, that one's a bit boring, but uh, a Roman road passed through Radcliffe, connecting Manchester and Ribchester in the early days. Is Ribchester still a place? Apparently. Well, it was called Bremetanicum. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing that's not still a place. No, well, Mancunium isn't still a place no. either, although some people still think it is. During the Wars of the Roses, the Pilkerton family, who had much of their land in the area, bought the House of York, so not good. Turncoats Well, for the area. Yeah, well, I'm not, because the House of Lancaster weren't really from Lancaster, were they? Didn't they just, weren't they all Southerners? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, most of their land was stripped from him and awarded to Thomas Stanley, Earl of Derby. Obviously. And in 1974, Radcliffe became a town in the metropolitan borough of Bury, a move that has been described as stripping its independence. <laughs> and has since become part of Greater Manchester, yes. I assume. I think that was part of it becoming Greater Manchester. Oh, part Manchester. of that, okay. Yeah, that was when it got... Because if, if that was an even later move, yeah, well. I mean, if they were furious about the Bury thing... God knows what they thought of the Manchester. <laughs> oh yeah, I imagine there's a little bit of beef there between Radcliffe and Berry. So there's a bit of like a, a bit of Brexit going on. Bit of Billy Brexit going on, yeah. Bit of Berry Brexit. Yeah, if you will. Berry Brexit. They want out of Berry. Yeah, basically. I think so. Well, they never wanted in. No. As some people, let's not get political. No, that's not. Um, no. Whoa, that's not. Yeah. yeah. So what? How many points are you going to give me for that? Um, six and a half. Six. What? Wow. Six of seven. <laughs> So it's a very good score, actually. <laughs> a terrific score. I wasn't expecting that, actually. <laughs> um, that adds to my two and my three from the previous two. Is that two, what you got? Right? Two podcasts. So. Yeah, but they were both out of 15. <laughs> yeah, were they? So, so we're probably still below that. Read, in, read into that what you will. Brilliant. It's that time of the year, isn't it? Get your calculators out. Yeah, well, Has James it. been relegated? Did we not have a system? Per, 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 per permutations. Per locations. It's been so long since we did one of these, James. I've forgotten. Did we 
come up with a system where you could spend those points on something. I think that was the dream, like a shop of some sort, where <laughs> yeah. I'd be able to purchase like a football top or, I don't know, like right. tin of sardines or something. Well, we'll try and work that out with our sponsors. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll detail that with the big man. Yeah. And we'll, uh, and we'll sort that out, won't we? Fantastic. Should we uh, get on with the match report? Yes, let's do that. Onwards to the borough, Radcliffe Borough, now Radcliffe FC. Stainton Park's where we went. So we decided to go to this one. We had options, didn't we? So we, had, we could have gone to this one or we could have gone to the alternate one. Yeah, all, who are also in playoffs. Yeah, so they're playing Blythe. So we decided to go to Radcliffe, never been there before. Yes, that was the appeal, wasn't it? Mm. New place. Yeah, two teams we've not seen before. And the local aspect, because yeah. Ramsbottom as well, the Greater Manchester team. Yeah, so, a, a Berry Derby. But then, of course, it wouldn't like to be referred to as a Berry team, would they? No, no. <laughs> Have we already gone into that? I think What's we've already the gone into that. chronology of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We've scored it in such a weird I'm order. so confused. No, I think we've already, yeah, I think we've already done that. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, lo- local match between the two for the potential of promotion. Yeah. Um, so we thought, oh, that's quite appealing. Yeah. Um, we'll head to that and... To be fair, I mean, there would have been a big crowd at Altrincham as well, but for the for that level, I thought it was very impressive. It was pretty packed. I don't yeah. think they could have fit more more people in, really. No, no, probably not. There's probably more people could have gone in the seating area. Yeah, a few spares. So the way that the ground was, we'll we'll come back to the journey in a second. But the way the ground was, it was four sides as you expect. But rather than usually the seating areas on that the long stretch, the pitch mm-hmm. on the uh, on the touchline, but this time it was behind on the goals. We imagine that's just where the space was to build into. Yeah, um, we decided because the sort of clubhousey bar and stuff was very close to one side of the, one of the longer sides, and on the other long side was basically about six feet before you in people's back gardens. Yeah, so pretty much. they probably couldn't have built seating stands there. No, um, so but I guess it makes for like so. Usually, as we've said before on this podcast, non-league games. The ultras go behind the goal that their mm. team's attacking, but that wasn't really possible at Radcliffe. You couldn't follow, you couldn't go. We couldn't swing. go back round there because yeah. you'd be stood up where people were sat down. Exactly. And that would Which be. Which is rude. And we're not rude. So, our journey. We got quite excited about the journey, didn't we? As, as you've already heard, um, we were in the Besses. Yeah. Uh, we saw this route that went through the Besses and we thought we have to, we have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, hence, well, we went to go to a Radcliffe game a month ago, but we got stuck in Bessies <laughs> for that time. Because yeah. <laughs> we loved it so much. Bessies of the Barn. Yeah, is the official name. Uh, what were your impressions of Bessies of the Barn? We, um, we didn't stop, we just drove through, and it lasted for about 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Not a very big place. No. What did you make of it? It was alright. I had a couple of places to eat. Indian restaurants. Yeah. And a McDonald's. And it was a relatively like nice area. Didn't mm-hmm. look bad or mm-hmm. run down. No, um, I liked it. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big tick from us on Bessie's. I'd go, I'd go back. Yeah. Well, we're stuck there. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, in the band. <laughs> maybe the Maybe the band's on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, how does the brass band... Get around. Tour. Yeah, I don't know. If they can't leave the band. Because they're all chained up in there, aren't they? Historical brass band. I don't know if it's like 100 years or something. It's like the oldest brass band. It, like The band predates the invention of brass or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so it's, uh, it's, we were going to go to the 250th anniversary concert, weren't yeah, we, were, yeah. at Christmas time, but <laughs> didn't, didn't come off. Um, yeah, so we managed. We went through Bessies on the way to Radcliffe. Radcliffe itself was a bit run down in areas, but where near where the ground was, was actually all right, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Nice residential 
many a cul-de-sac to be had. Yes, correct. Um, not much parking at the actual ground, so we kind of we kind we of went around drive. the houses, didn't we? Around the houses. We the thought houses. we actually on first arrival thought that the kids pitch yeah. was the stadium, <laughs> it was which just, was just yeah. a field. It's like a patch of grass, wasn't it? We thought surely not. But luckily, then we did find the actual stadium. Yeah, and we got the car down a couple of streets away. Um, and happy days joined the stream of people yeah big kids game rightly so big game uh, five pound in decent price yeah concession price that was for students just said you're a student after showing the ID I did did you uh, well I got the lenient turn style then didn't I yeah we, we went in separate ones yeah to uh, right. to d- dilute the, the queue but, um, maximise the experience yeah <laughs> yeah he said oh have you got have you got any uh, have you got any proof on you because you know he's, he's got me. Um, <laughs> I showed it. Uh, no, but it was fine because I had it with me. Yes, you did. Because I'm a responsible student. Yes, and I'm not a liar. No, or a cheat, and you won't spend the eternity on this ship. <laughs> so, went in. The well, first stop was food, wasn't it? Yep. First stop was food. We went um, to the little hatch. Yeah. That. Um, Similar to like Ashton United has like a little ramp leading up to it. Yeah. Like a little hat raised bit that you then ramped off as yeah. you collected your food. £2 for a pie. Yes. £2.50 if you wanted to add uh, peas and gravy, mm. which is an excellent deal, 50p, to what I thought greatly enhanced the pie. Oh, yeah, massively so. And it wasn't watery, mushy peas either like it was that. They were good peas. Was that Salford? Yeah. They were really good mushy peas. Perfect consistency. And yeah, I don't think they tasted a lot, but they were mm. a good consistency. And that's what you want from mushy peas. Yeah. Really. I mean, what do they taste of anyway? What do peas taste of? The garden. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call it garden peas. Yeah, you get crazy. different types of peas yeah. that taste of different things. Um, yeah, so we, when we queue, do you see, the, do you remember the guy's teeth in the queue? Oh, yeah, he'd been to Jürgen Klopp's dentist. Yeah, he'd been, he had been to Jürgen Klopp's dentist. He was... He was bald and tanned, as you expect a monkey to be, but his teeth were so white. Unbelievable. Uh, Near like a skeleton. Yeah, it was a very strange looking man. That scared me. Also saw, well, well I've not been able to find him since because I've looked up, but one of the coaches for Ramsbottom looked exactly like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the goal. Yeah. It was. Um, Correct. But I'm, I'm not much to find he that. He disappeared, who he didn't he? No, he was in the dugout. Oh, was he the one in the dugout? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But um, yeah, again, don't know who he is. Well, we collect, we, so we collected our food. Yeah. When uh, we decided to go round to the corner where we thought the ultras were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the, the end behind the goal that didn't have seats. Yeah, basically. Uh, but there was there was obviously, like, a little terraced bit mm. for standing that wasn't quite as wide as the full width of the pitch. So then at either end, there was little gaps. There was, yeah. So at the end that we decided to... The, near the corner flag that we decided to stand, there's a little patch of grass. Near the other corner flag, there was a picnic table. <laughs> that, had, that had people just like next to the uh, the friends of Radcliffe shipping container. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not sure if they've locked their friends in there. No, is that where they keep their friends for rainy days? Yeah, probably. Let the friends out. Yeah, let the friends out. Come on. Um, yeah. But then our end had a patch of grass that was perfect terrain for the man that then came along. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> you heard when when we walked past the terrace. There were a group of kids. Do you remember what you heard? I've got it written down here. Oh, yeah. So they were all, there was lots of Utes. Yeah, lots of Ute dens. Not particularly, you know... Aggressive or Aggressive or intimidating. Yeah. But they were they were stood in that in the little standing terrace. And as we walked past, the only part of the conversation I heard was a lad, can't have been more than 15, 
perhaps just going, and she had massive tits. <laughs> so, don't know what's going on there, but we kept walking. So you think about when you're 15. Yeah, yeah, true. GCSEs, what GCSEs? <laughs> so, sorry, mum. Um, we we, we um, kept walking. Yes. Set up our stall to eat our pie off the wall. Yeah. Poet, don't even know it. And this bloke came. Yeah. Are, are we on to him yet? Well, we'll, we'll get to him. I mean, the why, chronology. Why can't we have him now? <laughs> have him now. Have him now. What 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 chronologically becomes before him? Um, Mr. Toot. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, I suppose that was before. Uh, yeah, that's all round about yeah. the same time. I, I wouldn't have been able to say which came no, first. That's but fine. okay, we've got your list. So what was that? Was it was that a clearance? Yeah, so a clearance ballot. So the ball came over the top. So the match was started at this point. Uh, and the ball came over the top, Radcliffe attacking, and the keeper, the sweep keeper, came out, cleared it out, <laughs> and he kicked it towards this bloke stood leaning over the wall. And I don't know, he tried to get out of the way by I don't really know what he did. It was like a Matrix movie. I thought. He sort, yeah. He sort of like, like, let his, one of his shoulders yeah, back. Yeah. And as he did, like the ball like, skimmed the top of his head. <laughs> and he had this really floppy brown hair like a tooth. <laughs> and then this went all over the place. And yeah. It fully, he's, yeah, it fully flapped off the top of his head. Like, like yeah. a Bob Mortimer, <laughs> yeah. uh, like Bob Mortimer's toupee on um, uh, House of Fools used yeah. to say. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was quite funny. Yeah, so you go, go on to dancing, man. Well, the, this this for me was one of probably the highlight of, of the day. That's why I was so keen to get onto it. This guy, we've decided he was drunk. Yeah, I think so. But he wasn't really, he wasn't slurring his words, and he wasn't like oh, it wasn't falling into things, falling over yeah. or off balance like a drunk person would be. But we decided he had to be drunk because otherwise, why would he be doing what he was doing? <laughs> so there was a, a kid about ten, yeah, probably, uh, just dribbling a football round. Yeah, you know, and just talking, yeah, fair enough. And there's a few other like the the older gentlemen uh, that were stood next to him, like kicking it about with him or whatever. And then one of them takes it to the next level. Well, first of all, he started dribbling the ball, and Jeremy got tackled by the fence. Yeah, so he got tackled by the fence, and then um, started on one of the others. Yeah, uh, he said, "I fucking dare you," and then went over and said, "Yeah, because because he, he was thinking that he was like Lionel Messi, like he yeah. was giving it step overs and like dribbling all over. But he's like his body was swaying, yeah, like incredibly. So then he starts one of his mates, but then the absolute <laughs> we were already sort of like chuckling to ourselves, going get a load of this guy. But then the absolute creme de la creme of drunk blokes at football. He started trying to do a scorpion kick. It was like a samba dance he started with. <laughs> yeah. Started doing a bit of a samba dance and then went down, like got lower, progressively lower and lower until his torso was on the floor and he tried to flick his legs over his head. But he was like, there was a point where he was actually just throwing the ball to himself. Cause yeah. Because the, the kid had stopped wanting to play with him. And the, and the kid, he was like, oh, come on, go throw the ball, I'll show you how it's done, I'll show you how it's done. And this kid had just stopped throwing him the ball. So he just started like throwing the ball in the air and then diving chest first into the ground and like doing some sort of weird worm thing while trying to scorpion kick it over his head and it was so funny it, like, it looked so because he's like his head was pressed against the ground yeah. his neck was like, such a strange angle you thought oh it's going to be a spinal injury yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um, and he was also making up those chants for the uh, players warming up yeah. and they were just laughing at him yeah um, and I, th- I think later on where fast forwarded into the second half when we were stood at a corner near a load of stewards, 
There was one, there was two stewards talking to each other, and one of them was talking about a drunk bloke in a grey hoodie. And I yes. Think, I think that's him. Oh, yeah. I, I think that. that was him. So I think they no, they notified him as a danger to, <laughs> to humanity. Yeah, that was... Um... Yeah. Do you he, he, so when he finished his scorpion kicks, he came over to us and looked us dead in the eyes and said, I'm knackered now. Yeah. <laughs> he had loads of beer down him. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but every time, every time we saw him again, like he had more down him. Yeah. So I don't know if someone was just pouring but it on him. just like cut grass all over yeah. his head and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a state. Absolute state he was in. Right. What, um, what next? What I, next? I, I fear I might go out of chronology if you don't use your list. Should we talk about the referee? Yes. Jimmy Carr. Yes. So he looked spitting in. Well, I, I first identified him as Jimmy Carr, mm. and then you corrected me. Said he's a, he's a cross between Jimmy Carr and Charlie Steele. <laughs> Ninety nine, <laughs> if not a hundred percent of my listeners will not know who Charlie Steele. If you've got me on Facebook, it'll show up because he's my friend. So I imagine this will be lost on most of you. But it did look like a cross between him and Jimmy Carr. Yeah, it was Charlie Steele for uh, height and slender build and hairline. But it, I think it was more Jimmy Carr, like... In the face. In the face. In the face. Yeah. I thought he was a decent ref. I thought he had a good job, actually. He get, he, but the only booking he did was someone talking back to him. Yes. Love that. Yeah, so... I rate that. You know, that's fair enough, isn't it? I think that's what you should be booked for, really. Descent. Descent. I, exactly. Exactly. Uh, do we go to the goal? Yeah, uh, yeah, may as well. 1-0. Yeah. Uh, Scott Metcalf. Great cross him, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Peach. Yeah. A peach of a cross. Very straight. Struck yeah. very nicely. Um, yeah. And it ricocheted off his boss straight into the... I'd say it was the top corner. We didn't have the best of angles no. to see exactly where I it went. I think it, it definitely went like high it, into the net, yeah. It looked like it went sort of into the top corner. Um, Rose so high as well. Yeah. And his celebration, well, he was very pumped, wasn't he? He was... Um, it was like he was in the World Cup final. Yeah, pretty much. He was, he was giving it absolute beans in the celebration. It was, like, was the whole game, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, he was very... Um, he had a lot of energy that night. Lively. Yeah. So, that was, that was uh, Radcliffe Borough taking the lead. Yes, 1-0. Sure if we mentioned who scored. Um, 1-0, which uh, a lead that they took to the break. Yeah, that was pretty much half-time. The only other thing I've got written down here is that the number 10, um, Tendy, yeah. as you're called him, um, and had a just wide. Yes, he did. There was another one as well where he was pretty much unmarked. And yeah. he went to chest it down. And it... And it just bounced off his chest as if he like headed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he completely lost control yeah, of it. And that was another missed opportunity. Missed draw. Near was also Max and Paddy. Do you remember them? Max and Paddy. Yeah. yeah. The two stewards. The two stewards. They were very much like little and large, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah. So ob- obviously those familiar with their with their Phoenix Knights and and uh, Max and Paddy, um, they basically both had quite short black hair. Yeah. One of them was taller and slightly thinner. Uh, one of them was short and portly, St- stocky. Yeah. Um, who always had his hands, at, you know, like when always they took their hands in their chest, yeah, ins- inside the vest. <laughs> he always, I never saw him once have his hands outside of, yeah. outside of there. Yeah, I don't think he had hands. <laughs> yeah. His arms in. Um, and they were just doing the rounds. They were just walking around the pitch in circles, occasionally stopping for five minutes or so. Um, clearly, just cracking jokes to each other because they were just like laughing so much. Um, yeah, they really made me laugh whenever I saw yeah. them. Brilliant. And they weren't doing anything. They just no. weren't. They just like much like Max and Paddy. Much they like weren't Max doing and Paddy. So. And then, oh, didn't one of them have a walkie-talkie? At <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then we the classic. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, that was one nil half time. Decided to change position. 
Went to the bogs. Went to the bogs, yes. To the bogs. Long queue. Yeah, because there's only a urinal and one functioning cubicle toilet. Yeah. It's like a trough you're on. Yeah. Three along there, one in the back. So there's a there's a big old queue, but I thought it went fairly fast. It did go fast. But it was very deceptive because the first to- toilet cubicle looked like you could go in there. But it, when you went in, it was just a room full of wires. That was really, really disconcerting. Um, you mentioned that it was the kind of room you get turned into a Cyberman. Yeah, I think I think if you if you actually set foot in that room rather than just looked at it, the door would shut and you would come out made of metal. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the bar area. Any thoughts on the bar area? Lit with mood lighting yeah. akin to what I assume. But it's like a strip club. Yeah. I don't it was know. like a dark purple kind of lighting, wasn't it? Yeah. With kind of like sparkly. Very saucy lighting. I yeah. Thought. But then it still had its Christmas decorations. Yeah. Up. And like white sheets on the roof. Yeah. Like it was ready for a nativity play. Yeah. Very strange. And tables kind of set out a bit like a wedding. Yeah. Well, it was warm. So they had the both double doors open, didn't they? Yeah. But it, but was, it was still very dark in there. Very, that's what I was about to say. Is like it didn't matter that... Like the door, and it, obviously it was a late match, but the, the sun was still up at the time. No light got into that place. Yeah. It was so bizarre. And yeah. long queue was off. The, we, we didn't want a beer, but there was a long queue for the, yeah. for the bar. It was what you expect at half time, didn't you, really? Yeah. Club shop was sort of a mini conservatory with a table in it. Yeah. Which we didn't go in because the stuff was quite expensive. Yeah, prices were on the outside, which you'd appreciate. Yeah, meant you didn't have to go in. Yeah, and embarrass yourself. Yeah. £35 for a replica top. It's quite pricey. And um, so then we positioned ourselves. Uh, well, we didn't want to go directly behind the opposite goal to start with, because you could only really go right at the ends. Because you do, if you went in the middle, you were blocking someone's view who sat down. Yes, because it was all that seated area. And right at the ends, it was like there was like bin there. It was a bit. There was a bit of like a muddy patch behind us, and we thought, right, well, we'll go on one of the long sides, but towards the opposite end. But then we got booted off, didn't we? Because. Uh, Steward came along and started clearing people out. Yeah. Because apparently he needed direct access to somewhere. Besides his mates who just stayed there. Yeah, his mates stayed there. Yeah. But he booted everyone out. He booted about 15 yeah. people out of that one corner of the stadium for absolutely no reason. So this needs to be clear, lads. This needs to be clear. So we had to move. So we had to go around, stood next to a bin and some more utes. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit younger this time. Yeah, probably. 13, 14. Yeah. One of them had a Kagula, which is Radcliffe Juniors, it said, it? Ah, a future... Baller. Perhaps. I believe that's what the youths say. Is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Connecting with the young audiences. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, happened, what happened next? What we're talking um, about first in the second half? Well, since we're talking about the youths, shall we talk about the spitting ec- epidemic? Yeah. This was constant throughout the game. Yeah. I don't know what was in the air. It didn't affect us. It yeah. didn't affect us. But at the other end of the pitch and here, especially this youth that we were next to in the second half, just didn't stop spitting, and there's yeah. this, there's this, I don't know, period of about five minutes where he had like a Lucasade energy. Yeah, kept drinking it after every gulp spat. <laughs> so don't drink it if you don't like it. And he was like perched a little bit on the wall. Yeah, and he was like just spitting onto the pitch. He'd just drink it, swallow it, and then spit on the pitch just after every it. gulp. Because there was a there was a bloke when the guy was doing the scorpion kicks uh, in the first half. The bloke stood next to me, kept spitting on the ground. As well. Yeah, it's just so weird. Lots of spitting going on. So much. So and that. then and then the, the adult that that bloke was with burped yeah. a lot as well. Oh, he's so gaseous. Crikey, Charlie. Yeah, there was some, um, some uncouth behaviour. Yeah, I don't know what bodily functions 
happen in Radcliffe, but I don't think it's that of the normal human. <laughs> something strange going on, something very strange. The football at the very start of the second half, I think in the first 10 or 15 minutes, the ball can't have been in play for more than oh, yeah. a minute. It just seemed like it was constantly stopped. It was like free kick, free kick, stoppage for injury, goal kick. It's just like drop ball, drop ball, drop ball. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts. It's just like God. It was so slow, but it did yeah. pick up. And even though the pitch was on quite a slope, so it sloped upwards towards the seating end. So Radcliffe were downhill first half, uphill second half. But they played the much better stuff in the second half, didn't they? Yeah, I think Rams bottom. Rams bottom had one trick, and that was to it. Barley number four yeah. from a goal kick yeah. or, a, or like a diagonal yeah. ball. Um, and he'd wrap his foot around it or like whip on a header yeah. or something. And if that didn't work, they didn't really have much. Yeah. And I think in the as they were obviously trying to get a goal, Radcliffe, with a little bit more technical ability and a, a, certainly speed from the number 10, yeah, could kind of break against them. Yeah. Create a few opportunities and, uh, well, scored again. Yeah, so that was... Number eight tackling assist I've read here. Number eight was the captain Kingsley, I think he was called. Yeah. That was his first name. Can't remember what his surname was. But a great challenge in the middle of the, of the field. Kept the ball, played a through ball, round the keeper, number ten, Tendy, and scored. Yeah. Quite simple, really. I isn't thought it? I thought the touch he took towards the goalkeeper, I was worried the goalkeeper was gonna like smother it and he should have shot almost because yeah. the goalkeeper came out. So I thought almost as soon as number ten had, had latched onto the ball, he, he should have had a, it he should have it. had a go. But he took a touch towards the keeper. I was thinking, oh, is that too heavy? Yeah. But then he just gets another one round and goes the round the keeper. I think that was his plan. I think that's what he does. Yeah. Draws the keeper out like that and just goes around them. And then into the empty net. Yeah. Really good goal. Very good goal. Yeah, very Two good goal. Yeah, and, and he had another chance like straight afterwards. But yeah. Shot straight at the keeper. Yeah, very much the danger line in the second. To be fair, the danger line in the first half, I think, he yes. was definitely causing problems, wasn't he? So he was, fast. He was... But had a great the, feat as well. In the first half, Ramsbottom were a lot better because Ramsbottom were playing very high line. Yeah, Ramsbottom were a lot yeah. better at actually catching him offside. Mm. He, he he was he was off quite a few times, or looked like he was going to be off quite a few times in the first half. Whereas yeah. in the second half, he um, I think he perfected. I definitely think Ramsbottom were deeper as well in the second half. So I don't know if that was part of it. I went to get a hot chocolate. Yes, you did. Do you enjoy it? It was very nice, actually. Yeah, it very nice. I. Uh, you get it in the hot, you, hot water and then add as much milk as you want. Stood and stirred it for a few minutes because, you know, it's never quite dissolved the way that they yeah, give you it. Um, when you finish it, it's got all the, the brown sludge yeah. in the end. But no, it was it was very nice, actually. Uh, and warmed me up because it was starting to go a little bit cooler yeah. by that point. The sun had gone in. We'd, we'd taken jumper and jacket each, really, haven't we? Yeah. And I think that was all we needed, probably. Yeah. Warm drink would help. So I brought that back. Yes. It was still 2-0 by that point. What happened next? Should we get on to this odd conversation that we overheard? Oh, they were having a few odd conversations. Yeah, they were. They weren't really bothered about the football, were they? No. I mean, the young lads, we won't go into a lot of the details because it was very secondary school. Yeah. There was a couple of lads and then there was a lass who was coming and going from the group. Yeah. And it was very teenage secondary school conversations that we won't go into. Yeah. Um, but one of them... Uh, I think when the last actually wasn't there. Yeah, because they, they were talking to the, the guy with the, um, the gas. Yeah, the guy who was burping. So, it. you caught the end of the conversation, I caught the start of it. Yeah, well, I got, I got, I did get all of it. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, well, I believe, see if we start at the same point, the first thing I heard was the lad being surprised at finding out that a bomb is a weapon. Yes, that's where, yeah, that's where I start as well. Yeah. So, I heard him say, like, 
So what? Wait, a bomb is a weapon, and the old bloke was like, well, "Yeah, yeah, of course it is." And the lad thought that a weapon a gun. was a gun. Yeah, and that's about it. And then like the old man said, "Oh, you even swords like a weapon." Yeah, and then and then the young the other young lad yeah. actually very intelligently said, "A weapon is anything you can use to like do harm to another person." And he's right. Uh, so then the other kid went, "Oh wait, so is so is your fist a weapon?" And the bloke said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, your fist can be a, your fist is a weapon if if you use it to hurt people." And then the lad sniggers and goes, "Is your penis a weapon?" <laughs> and this old bloke, without breaking a smile or anything, I think he still just like stood watching the football, just goes, "Well, depends what you do with it." Oh, and he's right. So that and is he's right. Really, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So watch, watch your penises. Yeah. And I hope that kid does too. Yeah. So he's learnt something today. Yeah. Yes. You know, just a sign of the sign of the Ute times. Can I just comment on this? I don't know if you heard this conversation. When the girl came over, she was complaining that she'd been like she was she was being intimidated by a group of lads. Right. Around the other side of the thing. Now I don't know about like your uh, school days and how people used to like intimidate each other. Or like how a girl might be made to feel uncomfortable, or how lads might like slag off yeah, a girl yeah. or something like that. Probably just say it, like it was all it was all very much verbal. There was no, there wouldn't be any technology involved. I no. don't think she came back and was complaining that a couple of lads over there just asked for my Snapchat, uh. and and the, and I sort of like laughed. I just thought, like, yeah, um, what what's what could be wrong with that? And the two lads were just like, oh, who, who was it? Like, who was it? Like, we'll go over, like see who it is like. Sign of the times, James. I mean, what is that? They've asked for a Snapchat. Asked for a Snapchat. Is that is that rude? Is it dangerous? Could be. Is that a threat? Could be. Or does it mean they like her? Could be all of the above. Teenagers. Teenagers, man. Teenagers. Like. You can send all sorts of stuff on Snapchat. That's can Snapchat issue. be a weapon? You can, sta- you can Snapchat someone a weapon and Depends that's not... Depends what you do with it. Exactly. So, yeah, that was... Um... Tell you who was a weapon. Go on. Number nine. Yes, he was. Yeah. Great point. He was pretty useless throughout the whole game, actually. <laughs> yeah. All the long balls went to the number ten. Yeah. And rightly so, because he was the danger man. Yeah, he was. He was tall but slow, as you expect from a number nine, really. Probably he also he also didn't really win that because he was like no, quite big. He was never in the right place to win anything. It was never no. like he had the chance to win anything. To be yeah. fair to him, but then it was also that well, surely players should be looking for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we had not too long before just said, "Oh, that number nine's not got much." Yeah. In his locker. And he would have um, been booked as well for descent. Yeah. And he's got a good goal. He's got a good goal. Yeah, so to be fair, he probably would have scored one before that, when the number seven on the right wing broke clear and tried to lob the keeper. Oh yes. The yes. keeper was relatively far out, not yeah. very far out. And he tried to lob him rather than like the number nine, I think it was the number eleven on the far side. Were yeah. all unmarked yeah. if he just squared it. So he could have scored one then. But his actual goal was a very good goal. I think the keeper made it easy for him. Didn't really have to come out no. that much, did he? No. So the number nine collected it, I'd say, I don't know, five yards outside the penalty area, probably. Mm. Keeper comes charging out. And bear in mind the defenders are like crowding round number nine. Number nine sees the keeper come out, just outside of the foot. Lovely finish. Yeah. Up and over the keeper, bends it over and goes in. Great finish. But you're thinking if the keeper stays in there, he can't, the guy can't lob and it and se- the defenders are probably going to catch yeah, you've him. Seen, you've so se- yeah, you've seen all game. The defenders have not had that much of a problem with him. Just yeah. leave him to them. But yeah. anyway, yeah. that was 3-0. That was game over. Pretty much. 
I think Rams Bottom had like a very minor late resurgence yeah. where they got a couple of decent balls into the box and they, they've got a couple of corners in a row, didn't they? Yeah, I think Rams Bottom, no, um, Radcliffe stopped, stopped playing really once he got the third yeah. goal. So then we approached the end of the game. The Stuart, so we were, so we were now stood in towards one corner flag where the entrance to the pitch was from the players' tunnel, which was where all the stewards were stood. Uh, well, some of the stewards. Um, Max and Paddy, I don't know, were just off walking yeah, about yeah, yeah. buying fish and chips or something. <laughs> but this is when we realised, I think, that a bloke stood there in the tunnel in his black jacket and his glasses. I am convinced was tokens from the Curzon Ashton. I, I am 95% sure it was. So if you remember, if, if, if you didn't listen to this episode, go yeah. back and listen to the Curzon Ashton episode. Yeah, pause this one. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the Curzon Ashton one. Um, you'll see exactly what we mean. Not a man that we thought highly of. No. A man who ran the stewards at Curzon Ashton like a very much an authoritarian and yeah. was not very nice to the fans. No. This guy, I am convinced was him. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me because I imagine they're all just from like an agency. Yeah. Because um, there was another one that I'd, I'm sure I'd seen before and I think it was at the Salford Shrewsbury game. Yeah. Where I saw him. Yeah. Um, so this guy was stood, but he was clearly off duty. I think probably off duty. He didn't have a high vis on. Because he didn't have a high vis and he wasn't really ordering people around that much at this game. But anyway, they were getting a bit angsty throughout the second half because people had started sitting on the walls, hadn't they? So some kids had started sitting on the wall. The, the pitch was surrounded all the way around by like a wall that was, what, three foot high? Four yeah, foot high? Like and some of the kids were sitting on it. In the far corner where the ultras had, had rocked up, there was a, like a kid like stood on the wall, yeah. Ch- chanting. Yeah, goading. Yeah, goading. And this bloke, this he started getting a little bit annoyed. He's like, we need to get people off the wall sort of thing. And then there was a, a woman... Uh, came around and she was going oh, there's someone over there's people over there doing it as well like we then, need to stop them then they started chanting didn't they then the pl- the ultra started chanting that they were going to go on the pitch yeah. uh, we're going on, on the pitch, pitch. We're, we're going, going on, on the pitch. pitch and and you just hear this guy just go no you're f***ing not <laughs> no you are not <laughs> um, and uh, so he deploys his yeah so he switches from because he's got his smart shoes on like smart jeans and like barbed jacket and he was laughing and joking throughout the second yeah. half he was seeing people he knew shaking their hands he, he turned as this game approached its end he turned uh, he started ordering people over there yeah ordering so there's about three stewards over there full time came yeah and celebrations celebrations no pitch invasion no no pitch invasion but a kid one solitary child. Probably the kid that stood on the wall. Yeah, sure it was. Yeah. Tokens loses his mind. Loses his mind. So ask, demanding everyone else near him to, for a radio to tell him to get this kid off the yeah. pitch. So he'd sent like two or three stewards yeah. over to that corner to stop the pitch invasion. The pitch invasion didn't materialise apart from this kid, like you say, who just sort of like stood there with his arms out. I yeah. imagine people were maybe like taking photos of yeah. him for like a bit of a cool like playoff picture sort of thing he wasn't running about the picture no, no, or anything no. I'll go and try and get the players still away. very much in that corner near the stewards but, yeah and so and this, so this guy was going well don't just stand there don't just stand there because the stewards weren't yeah. doing anything and, and like maybe someone said something like oh like it's just it's just a kid it's just yeah. like one kid and then that's when that's what triggered him that's what <laughs> properly triggered it starts with, with the, the kids. kids it starts with the young'uns 
And he starts going on about how it starts with the kids and the older ones. They think they can come on the pitch. And then yeah. like maybe two more kids came on. He's like, it's starting now. It's starting. I'm telling you, the older ones will follow. <laughs> um, and uh, so then there was like, maybe five or six kids on the pitch. Yeah. He's like, have you got a radio? Who's got a radio? Get me a walkie-talkie. <laughs> As if he couldn't have gone over there yeah. himself. It was like one the width of a pitch. Um, and then this one uh, solitary steward set off with a light <laughs> jog. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> um, to be fair, nothing else happened of it. But then the players started to come over to this corner. Yeah. They'd been like clapping around the fans. Yeah. And a group of older youths. Yeah, probably 18, 19, 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. Jumped over from the seating area. Because what they'd done, the way it works at Radcliffe is like there's this gated tunnel. And they open the gates in this corner to let people go, but they close the gates. So rather than having to wait like we were doing to go through these gates, these youths just jumped over and thought they were just going to cut the corner. Yeah, because you, if you if you cut the corner, which meant being on the pitch yeah. for all of maybe five, ten seconds, it meant you could cut out this gate that they'd locked and they would get away and get home or whatever. And tokens just did not take well. Oh, no. They grabbed them. Scruff of the neck. Scruff of the neck stuff. Get off the pitch. What do you think you're doing? Get off the pitch. One of these lads must have said, like, like, oh, like, what's the matter or something like that. And this guy, just, token, just grabs him. He turns into his face and just goes, don't you swear at me. Like, so threatening and menacing. What's the point? It just doesn't make any sense. It's such a power trip that they're on. It's like, I just don't understand in their head how they don't realise that the more you treat people like that, the more they're probably going to do it. Because yeah. in these teenagers' heads, like, oh, that was funny. Do you remember when like, that yeah. guy grabbed me? Like, that's that's how they think. They need... If they think it doesn't matter, they probably won't do it. Because the thing is, tokens couldn't actually do anything to that kid. No. If he'd punched him or something yeah. like that, then yeah. then he'd been in prison. Like, yeah. this kid knows that yeah. he's not going to do anything. So it's just like empty threats. It's, it's worse. So, so you say, don't you swear at me. Yeah. What's what's the word? If the kid swears again, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Ridiculous, but that's token. Yeah. So in the end, they another steward let them through. Yeah. It's just like oh, there was another steward there with the funniest laugh. <laughs> yeah. Probably maniacal. Yeah. There was a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was good. Like but then him. he was winding tokens up because he was laughing too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Let me cl- clap the, the um. Clap the players off. Clap the players off. Yeah. Players went down the tunnel. Um, bit more chanting. That's that, 3-0. They're into the final. Yes. They will play either Leek Town or Cone FC, who play Wednesday night, so may have already played. The final is on Saturday yep. at 3 o'clock. I, now, I haven't looked this up, but I assume with Rams, uh, sorry, uh, Radcliffe having finished second, whoever they play, they're going to have home advantage again. Probably. Because Leek Town and Cone came third them. and fourth, so... yeah. I mean, so not, if you're in the Radcliffe area, go along. Fight yeah. the final. It'll be on Saturday. Yeah, please do. Happy days. Non League Award, Non League Award, Non League Award. So time to go through a few scores. Yes. Uh, so we uh, rank every place we go out of ten on five categories, give it an overall score, and then place it on the Non League Award. We start. Oh, and we also give a little phrase or word that defines why we've given it that score so for Radcliffe FC we have stadium six bar area food and drink eight peas and gravy atmosphere five spittle 
Journey, seven. Besses. And the fifth category is mascots, which we did some research and we don't believe Rapport. Yeah, Rapport we have, there was have one image which could have been. Of a pirate bear. Of a pirate bear. <laughs> just as a pirate. Um, which could have been the mascot, but we just don't know. We, we don't think we can count it because there's only one picture yeah. and we couldn't find an explanation for that picture. Yeah. Um, so therefore, as was pioneered in the Dunstan episode, we have the uh, Duckworth-Lewis-Ainley method, which calculates the mascot score, which has come out at 6.5, giving uh, Radcliffe FC an overall score of 32.5. How many things on the non-leaderboard do you reckon actually have a mascot score? <laughs> I, I think most of them, because we, we readjust it, so if they had a mascot, yeah. then we'd judge it, wouldn't we? Right, yeah, okay. So, would you like to know where that place is? I would absolutely love to. Now, unfortunately... Radcliffe FC have not meddled, uh, although they were quite close. They've come in fourth. Well, the Champions League, then, haven't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They've pipped South Shields. Uh, South Shields on 30. Radcliffe FC, obviously, on 32.5. Then we've got Ashton United, miraculously, on 33.75. Stockport on 36. And Alte, still top of the non-league board on 38. It's going to be hard to top that, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, it was a very good day. Also. It was, yeah. It was a very good day. Shame there was no rocking Robin. Bottom of the league is still Salford, which is a diabolical club <laughs> that I hope liquidates. Possible. Is that the end? Yeah. <laughs> good. No, not league news. Not league It's time for a spot of non-league news. Yay! Are you excited for this spate of non-league news? Perhaps our final relating to events going on in the leagues, I suppose. Yeah. Considering the time of year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm you excited. are. <laughs> yeah. You sound it. You I really for, do. I, for, I forgot I was actually responding to something there. Yeah. yeah. So, so how are we doing it this week? You're going to hit us... With two bits of actual news. Straight in the face with two bits of actual news. And then you're going to go... Run us through. End of season results of, of teams on the non-league board or local teams. Who, what, where, when and why. And how. Specifically the how. Yeah. That's the most important bit. Permutations. Yes, permutations. Permutations. Well. Permutations. <laughs> that sounds filthy. Okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Mutations shall do no such thing. Um, right, so again, latest news from Gateshead. The Heed. Yeah. Um, assistant manager Ian Watson and general manager Alicia Henry have left so a bit of context for those that don't know Gateshead were up for sale for £1 by owner Ranjan Varghese looked like Rochdale chairman Chris Dunphy was set to take over but no longer looks to be the case he looks like he's going to be there for another year the owner with two more people set to join the board but there are only four employed members of staff at the club and I think that includes the owner manager Ben Clark um, a kit man and left back Scott Barrow because everyone else's contracts have expired but his expires in June so so he's going to go as well so he'll probably go as well okay he's quite good Scott Barrow from what I know yeah he played in the league didn't he played for Newport Macclesfield Tamworth Newport 
Yeah. I think it was a Welsh team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he started like Port Talbot somewhere right, like that. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know that much about Scott and Barry, but there you go. <laughs> so that's the situation at Gateshead currently. That's sad. Because when you when it went up for a pound, you sort of thought, well, well that's going to be tempting for yeah. for someone. Obviously, they're going to have to do checks. Like you couldn't just rock up with a yeah. quid and be like, but then happened. with Chris Dunphy, who owns Rochdale or is the chairman of Rochdale, but then would he be allowed to own more than one club? I don't know. Do yeah, I think maybe it's definitely been an issue if, if Gateshead had gone up because yeah, they've got two yeah. league clubs. But yeah. I'm not sure what the rules are on having a having your fingers in a league and a non-league team pie. I should, I should specify pie. Like <laughs> yeah. fingers in them. Very um, new. Garibaldi biscuits. Yeah. Um, oh, um, right, yeah, well... Well, hopefully that can be... Uh, yes. And an, another ongoing saga was that of North Therabee. Yeah. So the most recent development is... Well, again, context. The club were liquidated in March. I'm not sure if we mentioned that or not. So that was a bit of an internal struggle with the name change and, and relocation from, from Grange Lane, wasn't it? But the latest development is that after liquidation, North Ferriby United no longer exists, but North Ferriby FC, uh, what they call a Phoenix Club, up from the ashes. They're dropping the United. <laughs> the Phoenix Club? No, no. <laughs> Not the Phoenix Club. A Phoenix Club. Right, okay. Right. Shine a light. <laughs> yeah, let's get Clint the Baptist back in. Um, so now North Ferriby FC have been formed and will compete in the Northern Counties East League structure. Hopefully they can rise... Like a phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's that done cheetah first? Yeah, I think that's such a shame that listeners won't be able to see oh, that no, action <laughs> that you've just done there. Well, work socked out, which is something we, we read today. We are on a 20-game oh, winning streak. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely smashing Yeah, but they're playing today, so they might lose that. But 20-game winning streak, um, which is very impressive. They're, they're best since 1949, apparently. Some season, Some 1949. Se- oh. <laughs> I remember it well, don't know about you. Glory buddy days. Um, so... That, along with what I'm about to come out with, is could some of it could be slightly time sensitive by the fact that we are recording this on a Tuesday. Tuesday the thirtieth of April. Yep, time check. So obviously Worksop might be on twenty one or they might have lost that record and some of these things that I'm about to list may not be slightly true. So just just give it a quick Google. Yeah. So it's a lot um, there at your fingertips. So James, why don't you rather than me just I'll list through them at some point, but why don't you hit me with a team that you want to know where they finished this season? Okay. So they're non-league abroad, or Greater Manchester-based teams down to the 10th tier, I think, <laughs> but not all of the ones in the 10th tier. Erlen. I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trafford FC. Yes, I've got that one. <laughs> Give me a moment. This wasn't Erlen. Trafford came 8th. In the Northern Premier League Division 1 West. Nice. So, uh, in the Northern Premier League Division 1 West, Great Manchester had uh, Droylston came 14th, Trafford came 9th, and uh, Mosley came 8th. Nice. So, none of them have, have done any ups or downs. No. I've confused myself here, so I'm just going to go from the top. Northern Premier League, the NPL. Yeah, they are, the NPL. We'll refer to them as the NPL for now. Yeah. The gangs of the NPL. <laughs> so... Salford City, let's start at the top, shall we? Salford City, they're in the playoffs of the National League. They finished third. There was a, a there was a permutation where they could have won the National League, but it didn't come true, so they finished third. So they'll go straight into the playoff semi-final. They'll play either Wrexham or Eastleigh. They play each other on Wednesday night. Salford will play the winner on Saturday. Who went up? Was it Leighton Orient? 
Late Norwich Women's League, yeah. Um, Stockport County, also on the non-league board. Uh, they were promoted from the National League North to the National League as champions. That was their first league title in 52 years. Jimmy Gunn's Blue White Army. Absolutely. Club legend. Just below Stockport finished Charlie. Scene of the Sam Carney special. Mm. So they will play... They go straight into the uh, semi-final as well of their playoffs and they'll play either Altrincham on the non-league board or Blythe who play their um, playoff qualifier on Wednesday night. Curzon Ashton in National League North. They were definition of mid-table points-wise because they were miles ahead of the relegation zone but they only actually finished two places above the relegation zone right, but there was okay. just a massive gap. They, at one point, not too far before the end of the season, looked like they might reach the playoffs but they had a pretty shocking end to the season and they finished 18th. Ashley United and FC United both went down. They finished right, okay. third bottom and second bottom. Um, so they go down into the NPL Premier Division and they will be joined by Atherton Collieries because they got promoted from the MPL Division 1 West as champions and they won the league. Now, the interesting thing about that is who came second and fifth in that league? Radcliffe and Ramsbottom United. Um, so, since we are recording this before the game, one of them will be in the playoff semi-final. Main Road, who we saw the real City Club. The real City Club. Uh, we saw them In before. amongst the houses. <laughs> we were in amongst in the, the houses with them. Uh, before Christmas uh, and where they lost pretty disappointingly the performance wasn't fantastic they lost to Vauxhall Motors they were lingering near the bottom of the league but after the new year they won 8 out of 10 games uh, fantastic run that pulled them away from danger they ended up finishing 14th in the North West Counties Division 1 South now where are we going next Avro FC wow our most recent podcast before this one yeah they over to Limeside, Oldham. Over to Limeside, our correspondent, me. Um, they came second in the Northwest Counties Division One North. A win on the last day of the season would have seen them take the league title and automatic promotion. However, they lost. Came second, but on the bright side, according to the Hallmark Security League Twitter, they could still be promoted as one of the country's top nine runners up at that level due to Thamesmead Town folding and Colwyn Bay moving to the Welsh League. Part time, do you ask um, me? Yeah, get them out. <laughs> so, but that's not confirmed. But the league has said it should happen. Right. So when the league is saying you should get promoted... But that's, still, that's still an element of doubt in what they're saying. I, I, yeah, there. I don't know what's going on there, yeah, really. Maybe you've got to have a committee meeting about it. Um, so wait and see. Yes. Basically, Avro were the 10th best runner-up. But because of those two things happening, with Thames meeting Colwyn Bay, they might move up into one of the ninth best runners-up. Right. And the top nine runners-up do get promoted. Right. Is the thing. Makes sense? So would they have been an 11th best runners-up? No, because I think like one of them might not affect oh, right. them, or, 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 okay. or maybe both of them will affect But we them. don't know yet. We don't know we yet. We just don't, okay. Because yes. Thames Mead might get saved or something. And yeah. then and Colwyn Bay Colwyn might have Bay. a change of heart. Yeah. Okay. South Shields, where I was joined by boss man Dan Haygarth for a jumbo sausage. I'd enjoy that, being called boss man. Yeah, they came second in the NPL Premier Division. So they're into the semi-finals. They play tonight, Tuesday night. So that will have happened by the time you're listening to this. They're playing at home to Buxton. So watch out for that, see if they won. Um, as for some very random local Manchester teams, Hyde United 
came 10th in the MPL Premier Division. Stalybridge Celtic came 17th, so no movers there. Westbridge, Didsbury and Charlton, one team. And Abbey Hay finished in the bottom two of the North West Counties Premier Division. So they go down. They will play in the North or South Divisions next year. Probably South. Um, and Daisy Hill and Atherton, Laburnum and Rovers both finished in the bottom two of North West Counties Division 1 North. They will drop into the Amateur Leagues. That's the 11th tier of English football. Most likely the Manchester League. Possibly the West Lancashire Football League. Unconfirmed. Unconf. Wow. That is as comprehensive as you can get, apart from the fact <laughs> I um, didn't, didn't get early. Didn't get early. Um, so, that's disappointing, isn't it? Sorry about that. They will, they will have been in the, in the basically at the 10th, 9th and 10th divisions. I only wrote down movers. Right. Ups or downs. And they so they must have just finished mid-table. Static team. <sighs> that was non-league news. That was non-league news. Right, now we have something I'm very excited for. <laughs> uh, Radcliffe FC slash Radcliffe Borough. Old boy. Yeah. Are you excited? Well, when you read this out to me, pre-recording, and where we were like, you know, when you see, when you and Gary Lineker tweets a picture of Alan Shearer before match of the day, and they're in that weird little room on the sofas. And we were in that sort of area. Yeah, we were. The green room. The green room. Um, and uh, you read out to me what, your old boy was going to be and you were ecstatic I was beside myself I was and I don't, I don't know what it was I think probably because I was too tied up in trying to work out all the permutations of my non-league news and also the fact that he's just not that good I just I just didn't I didn't feel it but come on we'll let the listeners decide maybe, maybe the fans will like it our old boy this week is Craig Dawson now if yeah, you better be clapping because before you get all snarky with me, <laughs> Premier League player, Premier League player, no, not yeah. right now, but Premier League quality. No, well, I quite liked him as he, a player. Do you want to know a bit about him? Yeah. He came through at Radcliffe Borough after playing for Rochdale St. Clements, a local a local Sunday League team, made his debut for them in 2007 and for the next two years, whilst he was there, earned a living by clearing glasses at a local pub and clearing uh, balls into the box on the pitch. <laughs> 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 that was on the spot. Started working nice at the castle, <laughs> Yeah, you know all about that. Fine, <laughs> Carlisle. He signed for Rochdale, February 2009, but started the season at the Borough on loan. Voted the Borough's Player of the Year that year, and then scored in his debut for Rochdale Reserves against Manchester City. Whoa. And made his Rochdale debut in August 2009, and earned his place in the League Two Team of the Year after scoring 10 goals in 46 games. Danger man from corners. <laughs> Craig Dawson. That's a, that's a remarkable yeah. record. Jose Font League one level. So he signed for West Brom in the summer of 2010. There was loaned back to Rochdale for a year and had a brief spell at Bolton before becoming a regular at West Brom where he's wrapped up 180 appearances and 12 goals for the Midlands side and his highlight could be playing three of Great Britain's games in the 2012 Olympics. How many did we have? Four. Four. <laughs> I think. No, <laughs> uh, well, fair play to him. Played England under-21s as well. How old is he now? 28, I think. Yeah. Missed his chance. Probably, yeah. Probably. Considering the crop of players yeah. we've got at the moment. No, but he was, just, he was always one of those players that, as a, as a supporter of a low-to-mid-table Premier League club, you always think, oh, I'd have him. 
You take them. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's impressive to have come through Radcliffe. Yeah. Borough. I don't know that it's exciting. <laughs> but, uh, but it's good. It's good. It's a, it's a name some people will have heard. <laughs> yeah. And that'll do for me. <laughs> that'll do for me. With Mick McGaffer fully believing his own theory that Stanley Chippan is behind a plot to liquidate the Bess's arches, he has formed the crack team and intends to infiltrate the Chippan estate. Inside, McGaffer hopes to find evidence of the conspiracy against his club that he can use to justify revenge. McGaffer, Barry Shoreditch, Aston Cadbury's, Bob Lobster, Donny Savage and Glenn Pancakes pull up on the edges of the estate under the cover of darkness. What the f*** do you think you're playing at, Shoreditch? We're here to infiltrate the place and you've just woken up the whole of f***ing Ramsbottom. Sort your sh** out. Barry doesn't have a choice. The escort wasn't fitted with a brake pedal. It's handbrake or no brake. Now, now, gentlemen, we can't fight among ourselves. Double O lovers, I need you to take this wire and run it across to the power station over there. I need a healthy portion of electricity to get eyes on the ground. Huh? Don't worry, gentlemen, I've called in a favour. The team look out the window to see an FA marked van pull up beside them. You bastard pancakes! You've turned us in! Is this because I put you in goal against Tim Potts out back in 2004? I've told you already! That was the first documented use of the sweeper kit, and it's not my fault you had cat flaps, France. Oh no, not that bastard. Alright lads, I just got a call from Glenn Pancakes about a little heist you've got going on, and it reminds me of the time my ex-wife wouldn't give us back my yellow cards as signed by Graham Paul. <laughs> Staked her out for days. Tracked her movements, and when she was sleeping with Mike Dean, I snuck in and burnt her house to the ground. That's how you get a restraining order, lads. I cannot referee within 50 miles of Sunderland. Anyway, the keys are in the ignition. Glen Pancakes edition. <laughs> anyway, ah, see you. Oh, is he walking home? I didn't think he had a home. Ever since the b- started doing lasagna for breakfast. Anyway, what's the van for? This, Michael, is a state-of-the-art VAR van. It's where I'll be tracking your movements from and where I'll see the Rodmarder's coming. Take these airpods, I'll talk to you on the Bluetooth. Lobster, get me that wire. Capri's, sweep for tripwires. Shoreditch, you're getting us in that door. Michael, get your hands on those documents. Donnie, we'll need your spade for those dogs. Right, chaps, good luck. Each team member takes up their position, ready for Pancake's orders. Shoreditch, get us in that door. Capri's, you're in an offside position. Clear and options. Lobster, you guard that door. Anyone comes near it, you let us know. Oh, Cadbury's, I want you to disable all the tripwires on the bottom of the floor. Moving out. The rest of you aren't you looking for those documents. Careful not to wake Chippan, I hear he's a very light sleeper. Barry's found a live goose! He's got floppy ears, it's black, and it's got a waggy tail. Strangest goose Barry's ever seen. Barry, that's a robot. Stay very still and do not do anything to prevent Donny will need that spade. Well, Barry's just fed it a loaf of maggoty bread and it don't look too happy. It don't look like it's eating meat in three stinking days. 
Looks like meat's back on her menu, boys. Will you stop fucking shouting? Keep looking. Uh, look, I found a clip the Baptist poster. Uh, he's written on that he's a magician, not a doctor. That's good. Stash that. I think I've found his documents. Grab them quickly now. It's not that fucking easy. McGaffer had found his way into Stanley Chipan's bedroom. The room was bare besides a Ray Quinn poster and a half-eaten packet of flying saucers. Chipan lay face up, sleeping. What McGaffer had seen was a ring bone. It's in his fucking beard. Excuse me? He's got a fucking ring binder in his fucking beard. This has to be it. I'm going in. Abort! Abort! Everyone out! Guards en route! One by one, Cadbury's lovers and Donnie sprint back to the car. McGaffer pauses in the doorway. Where's Barry? He's supposed to be driving. McGaffer turns on his heels and heads back in. He finds Barry in the billiards room with a can of petrol and a box of matches. What the f*** do you think you're doing? Barry! 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 Barry's dead! He's burning his place to the ground with him in it. McGaffer is lost for words, frozen to the spot. Behind him, footsteps get louder. Chip hung and caught McGaffer in the act. What the f*** do you think you're doing? And that is all we have time for today. Well, I suppose we, we do have time for more if we wanted more, but that's all we've got today. That's <laughs> what we've got in us, I'm afraid. I think it's down, down to us. I think it's down to the listener how much yeah. more they want. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, shall we go into the Who Am I? Yes. Should we do that? A quick rerun of the clues? If you would. So, I was born on the 31st of January 1986 in Manf, Cameroon. I've made no international appearances, but I was curled up uh, to Cameroon multiple times in 2010 and 2011. Began my career at Dulwich Hamlet before making my professional debut with Colchester in 2004. Best known for my spell, playing in the Premier League under Mick McCarthy. I made 58 appearances across three seasons, scoring two goals. I first dropped into the National League with Braintree Town in 2016 before spending a season at Leighton Orient. This season I made 10 appearances for Aldershot Town. Fun fact is that in December 2018, I hosted a question and answer session with Chris... Chris... Crisp Iwalumo and uh, Matt Jarvis, where I said I wanted to go back to Molyneux and kick some ass, just so that it, it's not anticlimactic. <laughs> give, give us some thought process. Well, on how you've reached your conclusion. So, African players are wolves. There's, there's not there's been many. Yeah, really. I can't. I don't really know. Um, Carl Kimi was he? Did he play for Nigeria? I know, I know he's. I think he's English, but yeah, I think he might have represented yeah. Nigeria. National team 2010 2011, so that's the peak of his yeah. career, clearly. Though the time, that was about the time that, that Wolves were in the Premier League. Dutch Hammond doesn't help, Colchester doesn't help. 58 apps, three seasons, two goals. Can free me a little bit because I thought he was there longer. Um, but Braintree. They, they, were, they were only his Premier League appearances. So they were Premier League appearances, I guess, of course. So that would, again, fit the Wolves narrative. And the thing that really seals the deal is. For the first time ever, the fun facts, because he's a bit of a joker that I'm thinking of. Okay. I'm thinking of George Adekobi. You are correct. He's um, quite a remarkable man, because he, I think he had a lot of appearances for Wolves in the Premier League. As, well, I don't think he really 
played for them outside the Premier League, but I think he was in the squad. Yes, he was with them for some championship seasons, I think, but he, he had a few injuries. Is that what it I was? I believe there was, there was um, in his second season at Wolves, which was the year they got promoted from the championship, I think he got quite an early injury and didn't play the rest of the season. So that could perhaps that could have be been why. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a bit of an Ashley Barnes where <laughs> comes into us early in the Premier yeah. League, but yeah. doesn't make it. I guess there was probably players ahead of him as well. But no, you're correct. George Elikobi, what a man. Great man. No, he was, he was Cameroonian though. Yeah, well, never... Yeah, born there and called up African Cup of Nations qualifiers. He was on the bench a few times, but never played. Well, now he ended up at Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah, very odd, isn't it? Yeah, odd journey. But he never, never had any clubs outside of England. Strange. I guess he must have moved to England at a relatively young age. Yeah. Well, well, well done. Well done at home if you got that. Yes. Um, what's next? Oh, you've got an update, have you, on the heat? When you last heard from us earlier in the episode, non-league news suggested that the manager, Ben Clark, who had said was still at the club, is now no longer at the club. Also, Dom Skur, who I think was a media officer, one of the few remaining people, has also left the club. So I don't think there's anyone left. <laughs> Scott Barrow. <laughs> Scott Barrow's still there. <laughs> and the last thing I've seen tweeted is that there is a Gateshead FC Soul meeting, so that's a supporters association, um, at 7.30 today in the PLL Social Club. Uh, go along, Gateshead fans, <laughs> and vent your anger, I suppose. If you're in the uh, Newcastle area. In, yeah. the, in Literally in the space of us recording non-league news on this outro, another yeah. two casualties. Especially seeing as like, what an incredible start to the season. Well, majority of the season, yeah. really, that they had. I, I mean, it's not that all these problems have come about partway through the season, and while they were doing well, you know, everything was rosy. It's far from that. Like, they started the season with hardly any outfield players and, and still miraculously managed to sort of mount a promotion push, which is incredible. So the fact that it's completely fallen to pieces now is a bit of a shame because, I mean, God knows what's going to happen to them yeah, next exactly. season. I, all, basically, all the players have left. Scott Barrow will leave, I expect. <laughs> well, there's no promise of payment, is there, at no. the moment? That's the issue. Yeah. And if you're a semi-professional footballer, especially at that level... You're expecting a decent amount of money. Not enough to, to make a living off, but you're expecting a decent amount of money. And if they can't pay that, then mm. they're screwed, aren't they, really? Well, that's a shame. Hearts go out to you. He... Especially when if you're based in the North East and footballers at that level can't really just up sticks and move. Well, there, are other, there are other clubs for them to go to, so why would they stay? Exactly. They could go to Blythe, they could go to Hartlepool, whatever. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, if you want to drop further down, there's you know, Spenny Moors. Yeah, loads. Close, like Newcastle, Benfield, Ben... <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, listeners. <laughs> I just broke our dinner table. <laughs> our studio... Our ba- uh, well, uh, the uh, barn, uh, barn table. The barn studio. The uh, green room in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it needs to be a clue in that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Gate. So that's a little update for you. Um, oh, my ears are ringing. <laughs> so loud. And everyone at home as well. Yeah. All for us to say is, I guess, the usual stuff, isn't it? Slurfworks. Slurfworks, ladies um, and gentlemen. If you remember Slurfworks, you'll never let us down. Okay. We've just come up with this. Yeah. You know, we've been brainstorming. As we do. All, all showering, if you all, all month. And we've come up with Slurfworks. Yeah. Um, so please, Slurfworks, that is, subscribe, listen, rate, follow, watch, read, and kill Stitcher. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you stick to that... You can't go wrong, really, can you? You can't can go you? wrong. You, re- you really... 
and not too far from the right track if you're slurf working. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that is subscribe to the podcast on, on iTunes or Spotify yeah. or whatever. That is read most of musings. That is listen to this. <laughs> and um, our back catalogue. Um, rate us on iTunes because that helps probably. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Watch us on YouTube. Yeah. It's not the mainstream musings. Watch mainstream musings. Watch mainstream musings on YouTube. Yeah. And never, ever stop killing Stitcher. Always kill Stitcher. So, there we go. Is that is that everything? That's pretty much it, yeah. So, again, Twitter at NL Wanderers. Uh, Twitter for mainstream musings at mainsmusings. Mainsmusings.wordpress.com. Check it out. We'll probably be back at some point. Yeah. Probably not with a football offering. Yeah. This season, anyway. Yeah, doubt it. Might still be something for us to go to. Who knows? So, that's it from us for now. Bye-bye. Ta-ra.